Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wow. Lift your hands to Jesus. Let's pray for a moment. Pray that God speaks to us. Pray that God visits us. Pray that God touches us. Pray that God blesses us. Just lift your hands and pray wherever you are. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Jesus. Speak to us. Speak to us. Maso li paso kaliba. Randolos ke palola shatoleo. Masi palo kasi pada. Speak to us in a way that will understand, Lord. Lift your hands and welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Just welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. place. Mighty Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Speak to me. I am listening. I am waiting. Speak to me. Oh, speak to me. Lord, thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. Speak to us through your spirit and through your word. We are longing, we are waiting, we are listening. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Baba, we're in your presence. Let it rain. your rain let it fall on me we're in your presence so let it rain cause your rain let it fall on me open the flood 
in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Your hands and just worship the Lord. Baba, Baba, we need you, Baba. Let's sing it again, Baba. sound of my voice receive a touch from you let your word come to direct us let your word come to impact us let your word come to move us forward in the name of Jesus thank you for a new season thank you for a new wave that is blowing in this place let it be a season of miracles. Let it be a season of signs. Let it be a season of wonders. Let it be a season of power. And let it be a season of prosperity. May your children see your mighty hand in their lives. May your children see your mighty provision in their lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let today be the beginning of many breakthroughs for your children in the mighty name of Jesus let your word come to impact us and move us forward in our walk with you in Jesus name I speak faith into this place we give you glory we give you praise in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many are excited to be in the presence of God? Wow. That's wonderful. As you can see, can everybody turn around and look behind you? What, what, what do you see behind you? Before I start preaching. Empty chairs. How many of you can see? If you can see an empty chair, give me a wave. Alright. I have news for you. We have increased the number of chairs that are in the auditorium. Okay. I'm happy you are clapping. 
If it's for the same reason, I'll be blessed. But we have increased the number of chairs that are in the auditorium. Reason is that we want more people to come into the church. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage everybody here present. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've come a couple of times. Maybe you've come, you've been coming since um, Freedom Day last year. Everybody in the church, that when you are coming to church on Sunday, come with somebody. Amen. Come with what? Somebody. Or else the church will look empty. Hallelujah. How many of you want the church to look empty? No, if you want, just give me a wave. There's nothing wrong with it. We just know, we know that you are the one. You are the one. Do you get it? We need to concentrate on. Do you get it? None of us wants the church to be empty. And God also doesn't want his church to be empty. That's why I have increased the number of chairs. I went to Macro and I bought more chairs. Yeah, and if you dare me, this week I'll even go back there and buy more chairs. Yeah. Do you get it? God expects that his church will be filled. Luke 14, 23, the Bible says that God is speaking. It says, go into the highways and the byways, the hedges, the corners, and compel people to come in. Why? That my house may be full or may be filled. So God wants his house to be full. And guess what? God is not using angels. He's using you and I. Hallelujah. So when you are coming next Sunday, you got to come with somebody. Tell your neighbor you are the one the pastor is talking to. No, tell your neighbor. In pillow, you are the one I'm talking to. Yeah, tell your neighbor. Hallelujah. Amen. Great. As we do that, God will bless us. Beloved, we have just entered into a season of breakthroughs. A season of power. A season of prosperity. If you have not been healed until now, now is the time for your healing. If you have not received a miracle until now, now is the time of your miracle. Receive a miracle where you are. Some of you have been looking for jobs for some time. Now is the time for you to get that job. Some of you have been looking for a beloved for some time. Now is your time. You better say your loudest amen. Some of you have been looking for a car for some time. Receive your car now in the name of Jesus. The days of walking everywhere is coming to an end for somebody now. Believe in miracles, oh. Yeah. It's time for you to take a giant step forward. Because God's power is here for that. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 23. Today, I'm beginning a new series, and I want to believe that you will be blessed by it. Psalm 23, we're reading from verse number one. 
The Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2 says what? He makes me, let's read together. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Put your hands together for yourself. Now, just advise your neighbor that this pastor, when he's preaching, doesn't like people sending WhatsApp messages and all those things so that we can have a beautiful and a nice service. Just take this break. I'm giving you a short 10-second break to advise your neighbor that this is a good time to turn off your data and stop sending WhatsApp message to your ex-girlfriend. She won't change her mind. Okay, please. And concentrate on the preaching. Say amen. So I'm starting a new series called How You Can Say I Shall Not Want. How I Can Say I Shall Not Want. Or How You Can Say I Shall Not Want. Now, in Psalm 23, David describes a beautiful relationship with God and its effect on his life. He says that the Lord is my shepherd. Say amen. Amen. He says that the Lord is my shepherd. And because God is my shepherd, the result is that I shall not want. Hallelujah. He says, because God is my shepherd, I shall not want. The remaining verses are just explanations of this first verse. That since God is my shepherd, I have a type of life. And in that life, I do not want. I don't lack things in my life. Okay. Then he says, he makes me to lie down and grieve. He leaves me beside. He says, all the ones you read. It's all just explaining this thing. And the conclusion of the matter is that he said, because of that, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. And I will also dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. So if anybody is to ask you to explain Psalm 20, this is what it means. David is saying that because God is my shepherd, My life is such that I don't want anything. I don't want any, doesn't mean that he doesn't, you get it, but it's like there's no want in his life that is not met. 
And it is met because God is his shepherd. Hallelujah. That's the type of life you are going to have. I said that's the type of life you are going to have. Do you believe it? Say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Look, those of you in the middle, I don't hear you saying it. Say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You have just spoken the life you are going to have. You have just spoken. You have just spoken it. Yeah. Now, to have this kind of life, I want to start by establishing certain principles to you. Amen. What is a principle? A principle is a law or a rule that applies all the time. All right? A law or a rule that applies all the time. For example, an example of it is the law of gravity. What does it say? Whatever goes up. But how is it put in science, proper science? Okay. Whatever goes up must come down. Do you get? Let's use Lindo's phone as an example to try this principle. Do you get it? If it goes up, it will definitely come down. Do you want to see? You see, if it goes up, no matter how high it goes, that law will apply to it, which is called the law of gravity, and it will come down. Hallelujah. That's the law. So somebody Pastor, how do aeroplanes go into the air and not come down? It's very simple. It's just that same law. It goes up, but there's another law that acts on it. That keeps it in the air. It's called the law of aerodynamics. You must go to school a little. That's all. In your life. I mean a little. Do you get it? So when it goes up, although the law of gravity is on it and trying to push it down, there's a force that is pushing it up continuously such that that force is greater than the force of gravity. Do you know the law of motion? Newton's law of motion. Who said yes? If you say yes, lift your hand. Suddenly you all don't know again. The law, law of motion. The first law of Newton. Newton's first law of motion. What does it say? Where are the science students? Because we are art students. I should come to you. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. No problem. The church is for us, so I'm coming. First law, Newton's first law of motion. How are you doing? 
Newton's first law of motion, what does it say? No, not that one. Not, not. An object remains in a state of rest. Unless a greater force is applied to it. Okay, clap for, clap for our scientists. Do, do you understand that law? It means that, let's say spa is the object. The Bible says he remains at rest as he, he is. He's not moving, he's just there. Until a greater force is applied. So when I bump him, then you see that he's beginning to move. Do, do you understand? It means a greater force has been applied to him. Until that force, you just be at the same place. That's why when you sleep, you wake up at the same place usually. Anyway, let me not try. You don't sleep in South Africa and wake up in Zimbabwe. <laughs> because you are in a state of rest. But when something else applies to you, then you begin. Those are laws, principles. They work all the time. Do you get it? I mean, if you go and, you go and stand on top of a building and you jump, you can speak in tanks for all. I mean, every type of tanks. You will come down unless you can fly. Unless you can fly. But if you can fly, you will come down. The same way for you to experience this kind of life where you will say that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. These principles must be in place. Once these principles are in place, your life will get to that point. Number one. Hallelujah. Your life will definitely get to that point. Principle number one, which perhaps we have already mentioned, God must be your shepherd. Life works on relationship, not, 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 not even what you do. Hallelujah. As I'm standing here, if I ask for lunch, I ask that somebody should buy me lunch. I am very confident that I'll have more than 10 people buy me lunch today. Here, here, right? Now, it won't take, if I want to raise lunch that I will eat today, it won't take me five minutes. I'll have lunch for the rest of the week. Do you know why? I am your pastor. I'm related to you. But you see people at the robot asking you for money. You don't give to them. And they need money more than I need money. In that sense. They need lunch. I thought you make a cupcake for me today. You did. You see what I'm saying. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? But why don't you make a cupcake for the guy who is standing by McDonald's begging for food? You don't know him. You don't know him. So this message is for people who are establishing their relationship with God. And it's for you because you are here this morning establishing your relationship with God. Hallelujah. This is the foundation of the message. Let God be your shepherd. Let God be the one who's controlling your life. Then you are ready to apply these principles. So principle number one. No, this is just foundation. You can call it foundation. Tell your neighbor foundation. 
You see, if you are sitting by a sister, just look at her face closely. You see, everything, there's something on her face called foundation. That's not her real face. The face you are seeing right now, don't touch it, brothers. Don't be touching things that have nothing to do with you. I said, just look at it. Uh-huh. Sisters, you two don't touch it. Ah. Brothers don't, we don't have any. All the brothers, this is our real face. But the sisters, they have a foundation. Then they have, a con- they have concealer first. No, which one first? Which one? Which one first? Moisturizer, Vaseline, um, crude oil, or they need anointing oil. Then number two is what? Primer. Hey. Then number three is what? Foundation. Then number four is what? Concealer. What does a concealer do? It conceals the foundation. Okay. Then number five is what? Revealer. Powder. Then number six is what? No, all of you are talking at the same time. Like, I don't know who to... It's okay, it's okay. You have made my point. My point is that their faces, they are about 10 layers before you get to the real face. Do you see? So, if you had a pin and you try to put it in, it will go about one inch, no blood. You have not reached the skin yet. Hallelujah. So, I'm saying that the point about God is my shepherd is just the foundation. Principle number one. You must know that God is an expert provider. You must know that God is an expert provider. God is a provider. Hallelujah. God is a provider. Many people know God as just some wicked old man who's always wearing white with a beard and is waiting for us to sin so that he can punish us. And we have already sinned, so we are, we are in trouble. Do you get it? So he's just waiting for us to come to heaven so that he can punish us. God is not that. Hallelujah. God, God is so many things. People know, some people know God as the Savior. He sent his son to save us. That's true. But that's not all of God. Do you get Like me, I'm a pastor. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a friend. I'm somebody's brother. I'm somebody's son. And then I'm somebody's enemy also. Do you get it? So I have so many aspects to me, the same as you, the same as God. And one of the things that God is, is that God is a provider. Hallelujah. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, and they were going for the sacrifice, at a point, Isaac asked Abraham, he said, Father, I see the wood, I see the knife, I see the, 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 the fire. I see everything. 
but I don't see the lamp for the sacrifice. But when we were leaving the house, you told me that we are going to make a sacrifice. Then Abraham said to his son, he said, the Lord shall provide for himself a lamp for a sacrifice. That is the first time God showed himself as the provider. And God did provide for the sacrifice. God is a provider. And it's a reality you must accept. In 1 Timothy chapter number 5, the Bible says in verse 8 that if any man does not provide for his own, especially that of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Hallelujah. Now, God is talking about fathers. And he said, if there's any man who doesn't provide for his own, especially those who live in his house, he has denied the faith. He was saying that the Christian faith, in the Christian faith, you don't have children and not provide for them. You don't have children and provide for other children. Meanwhile, there are people in your house you don't provide for them. So those of you brothers who have children in Pumalanga, um, children in uh, Josini, children around. Provide for them. Don't sit with the excuse that the mother doesn't want me to be involved with the child. No, that's your relationship with the mother. Provide. Take the money, take the supply, and let them throw it away. You have done your part. Hallelujah. The Bible says when you don't provide for people who are yours, your children, you have left the faith. You are no longer a Christian. So what it is saying is that Christianity goes with providing for your own. Hallelujah. That's why I'm here every Sunday to preach to you because you are my own. I never leave you that, oh, let them do anything they like. No, I come to preach to you. Or I'm, I'm, re- I'm tired, I'm resting. There's nothing to rest. I have to come and pre- Or else, the Bible says, I have left the faith. And then he's worse than an infidel. Now, do you know why the... Our brothers from the other religion, they killed the Americans and the British. And they called them infidels. That's why they say they are infidels. They are not supposed to be around. That's why they bombed them, bombed their building, bombed their aeroplane, bombed anything that they want to bomb. They can't, that belongs to them. And the Bible says, when you are there and you don't provide for your own, you are worse than an infidel. Now, the question is, why would God expect us? To provide for our own when he himself will not provide for us. Why? Why would he? Then, then that, that, that makes him no longer our God. Then he's no longer our God. If he is our God and we are his people, or if he's our father and we are his children, it is his responsibility. To provide for us. That's why I'm telling you that God is an expert provider. 
a couple of years ago, I wanted to go to Korea for church growth conference. It's one of the things I've wanted to do for years. Now, when I look at how much it was going to cost to go to Korea and how much I even earned, it was not possible for me to go to, go to Korea. So I remember very well, I was standing in Rambeck by the North Gate Mall, the dome, and I prayed. I said, Lord, I want to go to Korea. Provide for me to go to Korea. When I finished that prayer and I came, I called my wife. I told my wife, this year, we are going to Korea, you and I. We are going to Korea. I gave him double the bill, not just me. I, I, I said, me and my wife. We are, I told my wife, start getting ready. We are going to Korea. Yeah. I think it was in February or something. I said, we are going to Korea. How we were going to go to Korea, I didn't know. But I knew one thing, that God is an expert provider. So time passed. I mean, then one day I was there. My wife called me in the night, in the evening, like this type of 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock type of call. I said, what's the problem? She said, your car has had an accident. Somebody had driven my car into a wall. I was thinking, look, I am going to Korea. You are now spoiling cars to break bills. So, to cut a long story short, the insurance people, they wrote off my car. And then they paid me. They paid for my car. I replaced my car and I used the balance to go to Korea. Insurance people called me. They say this, that, that, that. So your car is dead. So we can't raise it from the dead. So we are going to give you a payout. Then they gave me a payout. Then I replaced my car coolly. Then I used the money that was left to go to Korea with my wife. God will provide for you. I said, God will provide for you. Because you don't know God as a provider. That's why even when you need things, you don't think of asking God. You just think the only person you know that provides is Sasa. So you just think about Sasa. Your grandmother. Yeah. Uncle from Johannesburg. I have a Malume in Joburg. He's going to provide for me. That's why that's all you think about. But if you can think about God as a provider. Oh, my dear brother and sister. Your life will be different. Yeah. God provides. We've been serving God since 1996. God has provided each step of the way. Each step of the way. Each step of the way. Know that God is a provider. Whatever you need, God provides. Amen. Amen. Say a nice amen. amen. Yeah. God is a provider. Number two. I'm giving you four, then we close. Number two. See what God has provided. Second principle. Or notice what God has provided. Or notice God's provision. What God has provided. Not believe that he's a provider 
also see what he has provided. Amen. Amen. See what God has provided. Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, I think verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. All right? 27, the Bible says, and the Lord created man in his own image and after his likeness. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. 28, the Bible says, and the Lord blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face, or every living thing that moveth upon the face of the earth. Now look at verse 29. And the Lord said, Behold! The word behold means see or look. Notice. Identify. The Lord said to them, recognize. The Lord said he had to, after he had blessed them, given them dominion, everything, he had to tell, he said, look. And the Lord said, behold, I have given unto you every hair bearing seed upon the face of the earth, in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be meat. Hallelujah. Why did God have to have to tell Adam and Eve that eat the food or see the food? They would have been walking around it and be complaining, God, you have come to put us in this garden. You have brought lions and elephants and antelopes and all these things into the garden, but you didn't leave us anything to eat. Now we are hungry. We are starving to death. God had to show say, look, this one is food. It's not decoration. It's food. As Christians, we must learn to see what God has provided for us. Many people are of the view that they don't have anything because they are not holding money in their hands. You only know you have been provided for when you hold money in your hands. So your provision, all you know is 20 rands. When you see 20 rands, you see that, ah, God has really moved. Man. Man. That's all you know. When you see 20 rands or you see Imali, then you know. God has provided so many things you just haven't seen. That's why you are not better. If you don't see, you miss it. If you don't see, you don't benefit from it. If you don't see it, you don't benefit from it. Once upon a time, I went to visit, I went to do something in Johannesburg. Now, I had to spend the night with a friend, so he gave me a room, everything. So when we did all our chatting and everything, we all went to our rooms to sleep. Now, when I started to sleep, I noticed that it was very cold. Very cold. I've never been anywhere that is that cold. And they gave me a blanket. No, Joburg is very cold. Those of you who are praying to go to Joburg, really pray about it. Very cold. I covered myself with a blanket. I was feeling cold. I 
added the duvet, I was still cold. Look, I've, I said I have never been, I've lived in so many places that, that, that I, I've, I've even lived in Jobek before. There's so many places that, I mean, the temperature is minus 12 and you are moving in it. When you talk, you see the vapor that comes out of it like you are smoking. When it comes and it freezes like that, then it will fall down. Yeah. You see that there's something in this world. Yeah. But that day, I was feeling cold. Now, I wanted more blankets to cover myself. And I couldn't find any blank. I looked in the wardrobe everywhere. And I didn't want to go and wake the owner of the house. So I was there feeling cold. My legs were dead. I thought it was going to break. I can feel my legs moving on. Me, I have not asked it to move. I'll sleep for a long time. When I check the time, only seven minutes. The last time I checked the time, it was one o'clock. And I've slept for about five hours. When I check the time, seven past one. When will it be two? Look, I called all the people I know in the world. Till all of them were asleep. There's nobody to call. Have you been awake before where there's nobody? You want to chat with it. It's not there. You want to chat. Everybody's asleep. Yes. I was shivering. I struggled through the night. As soon as it was four o'clock, I went to the bathroom. I brushed my teeth. I washed my face. And I called the person. I said, I'm ready to leave. I sparked my car and I started to drive to come back home. I, I was just too cold. I just started. So why are you leaving so early? You don't want to ask. I don't want to have any. I just want to. I need to go home early and do one or two things in my house. So I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Look, I drove for about an hour. I still had not defrosted. With the heater in the car, everything I was still feeling cold inside my belly. Yeah. The only place that I know that is colder than this place is Bloomfontein. Because somebody has sinned in Bloomfontein and God is trying to punish them. <laughs> Don't tell our pastor in Bloomfontein, okay? <laughs> yeah. Now, weeks later, I was chatting with the person. I said, look, when I came to your house, it was very... He said, I should come to his house. I said, I won't come to your house. When I came, it was very cold. I said, I said oh, when? He said, the day I slept in your house, that last time, I was so cold. He said, no, but there were blankets in the locker just outside your... First, he said, why didn't you call me? I said, oh, I didn't want to... He said, oh, but there were blankets, a lot of blankets. I said, ooh... And I use myself as an experiment. <laughs> Do you know why I was suffering? I just couldn't see the blankets. I just couldn't see the blankets that I needed. Many of you, you are suffering because you can't see what God has provided for you. If you could just see, you start to enjoy it. Yeah. Many 
of you are sitting by your blessing, you just can't see it. One day, one day, I don't know why you are moving around. Listen to the pretty. I said one day. Tell your neighbor one day. One day, one day I was sitting in my car with my wife and another sister and another guy. As we were driving, I said to the sister, this brother can be your husband. She turned to me and said, oh, this small boy. That's what she said to me. Oh, tell your neighbor. This small boy. Hey! Now, let me let you know that the fact that a man is short doesn't mean that he's a boy. A short man is not a boy. Don't make that mistake. So, I told the girl, I, I, I said to the girl, do you know how old he is? Oh, but he's a small boy. So when I asked the brother, how old are you? Then the brother mentioned his age. The girl almost jumped out of the car. She couldn't believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, don't be deceived by those brothers who come from where I come from. We are just naturally handsome. That's why we look very young. But, yeah. They are, they are old like your, they can be your grandfather. Today, as, you see, so that day, the girl's eyes was open to the blessing. Today, as I speak to you, they are married, they have two children. Yeah. 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 The small boy has married her completely and made two children with her. Yeah, that's the small boy over there. Yeah. 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 So your eyes have to be open. Your eyes have to be open to God's provision. Or you'll be passing by it, you'll never see. You'll be passing by it, you never see. You just look at your blessing. Oh, this small boy. You see, God has provided for you a good wife to be a blessing to you. You'll be sitting by her, you'll be saying, This small girl. No, I'm even talking about people who are married. They are married now. Your wife is actually the blessing in your marriage. No, no, no. You are benefiting from the blessing that she's carrying. You have to see it. Or else you will not, you, you'll just be walking around. I always tell my wife, me, people make investments in so much. I mean, Bitcoin, um, Forex trading, um, Triple M. All this investment. Me, my investment is my wife. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
when I'm cashing in like that, oh, please. It's so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Look. For some of you, your eyes have to be open to see that I am that blessing that God has put in your life. Your eye has to be open. You just be walking around in the dark. Bible says, and you shall grope in the dark like the blind groped in the dark in the noonday sun. That's how you shall grope in the dark. And people shall take you captive. It's a curse from the Bible. Deuteronomy 28, 29. It's a curse in the Bible. So you are walking by your blessing, but your eye cannot open. So you are, I am a prophet that God has sent to you. By a prophet, God delivered Israel from Egypt. And by a prophet, he preserved them. Amen. Yeah. You have to recognize. If you don't recognize, you'll just be moving that. And the church is just a group that will go to. That's long tall pastor who has been standing there. And then we go to the church. Then we see him. When we come to see him, we listen to him. Then we see what he says. Then we go home. That's it. Listen. It's a blessing to have a pastor. I have a job today because I noticed that God sent my pastor to me. As a blessing in my life. You have to notice. Sometimes you have a friend. That's your provision sitting right by you. But your eye have to be open. Your eye have to be open. So you, be, you, you will always be needy. Meanwhile, God is used. Some of you, your school is actually, you have to open your eyes and see that. Hey, that's my blessing. And take, this, is, this is the blessing. And take it seriously. Number three. Oh, let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. One day, I went to preach for a pastor in Kimberley. Now, when I went to Kimberley, the pastor took me to a place called the Big Hole where we have one of the biggest diamond mines in the world. So when we went, they told us the story of how they found the diamonds and this, and they were telling us of that the people they used to take the diamonds and throw it as stones because they didn't know what it was. They threw it as stones to hit one another and kill birds and all those things. Until one day, somebody took the stone and threw it at a white man. So you know the people who were there. So the white man was taking the stone to throw it back at the person. When he took the stone and he lifted it up, the sun fell on the stone and there was a sparkle. Then he froze. He said, what type of stone is this one that sparkles, that sparkles? Immediately, his eye was open. This is not an everyday stone. It's not like the stones that you see at Imbali. It's not like the stones that you see at Cinderella. This stone is different. That's how we found out that there's diamond there. When you go there, there's a, it's called a big There's a big hole. You look down, you don't see the end of the hole. Down! It's like you are going to hell. Yeah. He said, what stone is this 
that spark. He said, there's something different about this stone. That's what I'm saying. As soon as your eyes open to your blessing, you see there's something different about this one. Something different about this one. Number three, my time is almost finished. I just have seven minutes to close. Understand how God provides. It's not enough to know that God is a provider. It's not enough to notice God's provision. You also need to understand how God provides. How does God provide? You have to understand it. John chapter 12 verse 24. The Bible, Jesus is speaking and the Bible says that. Jesus said, verily I say, verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. So Jesus said that when you are holding a corn of wheat and you want it to multiply, the way to go is to put it in the ground, sow it in the ground, let it die and multiply. If Let it die. When it dies, it will multiply. The alternative is cook it and put it in your stomach. It will still die. It will die. But when it dies in your stomach, that's the end of it. It abides alone. But if you put it in the ground and it dies in the ground, it begins to bear fruit. Jesus said, this is how to multiply what you have. You have realized with my work with God that when God is giving you something, he doesn't give you the final product. He gives you a portion of it or he gives you the product in a way. You now have to Make it what, what it will become. And without understanding how God provides, you will destroy the same thing that God has provided for you. You destroy it. Let's even stay with what we have just read. The corn of wheat is your seed. You can either take it as food, but it's like God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. When you are holding that 20 runs, it can either be bread or seed. Bread is the one you eat. Seed is the one you sow. When you sow a seed, you reap a harvest. When you, you go into bread, you eat it, you are finished. You are finished. So, you take, you take, after church, 20, you are holding 20 rands. Pastor is going to take an offering. Then you have to make a decision. Is this amakwenya or is it an offering? Am I, after church, am I going to buy anointed amakwenya or I'm going to sow a seed? <laughs> if you don't understand how God provides, what you will do is that you will just say, well, okay, some kwenya will be good for me. I need anointing from Ama Kwenya. You go and buy Kwenya. So when I'm taking, I say 200 runs, 50 runs, 20 runs. You are sitting there stubborn. You are steam. I can even be standing by you and calling for the offering. You are there. You say, look, you can even jump on me. I won't give anything. Even sometimes your heart is touched. You want to give. When you try to touch the money, then the money starts to say, Ama Kwenya, Ama Kwenya, Ama Kwenya, Ama Kwenya, Ama Kwenya, Ama Kwenya. So you take it and say, Quinya, 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 then you put it back. Sometimes you even take it out, you start walking to the front, then Quinya, Quinya, then you just say, Can I have an envelope? Then you go back to your seat. 
What it simply means is that you are going to eat the quenya. Quenya will go into your stomach. By 6 o'clock tonight, latest tomorrow morning, quenya will be out. And it's dead. It's dead and it's out. But when you sow it, the Bible says, when you sow it as a seed. I can't even find my 20 runs. Okay, there it is. When you sow it as a seed. It's just a matter of time. Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters and thou shalt find it. But after many days, you'll be sitting there then you start to reap a harvest of the seeds. Your life today is as a result of the seeds you have sown in time past. So if your life is dry now, what it means is that you had a chance to sow seeds, you didn't sow them. You didn't sow them. So you have sown nothing, you sowed air. So you are reaping air. Now that you are reaping air, start sowing seeds so that when harvest time comes, yeah, Genesis said, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time shall never see. There's a time you must sow and there's a time you must reap. You don't want to sow, you don't want to reap. Understand. If you don't understand, you will destroy what God is providing for you. Yeah. Understand that through me as your pastor, God is going to provide for you. Your husband, your job, your friends, they are all in. You must understand it. If you don't, Hey, Pastor. <laughs> you see, you are sitting in your office with your friends. And you are vilifying the pastor in your office. It's a word. Check it. Vilify. It means you are speaking evil of your pastor at your workplace. I mean, you have opened your mouth wide like the Zim border, And you are vilifying... <laughs> Your pastor. Meanwhile, God's plan was that that guy at your workplace, eh, one day you are going to invite him to church and he's going to come. And then when he comes, he's going to be stable in the church. He's going to be planted in the church. And he will grow in the church. Then one day when he's looking for a husband, you just look at him and say, oh, hello, sweetie. You look very beautiful like Ghana Jolof. No, one of the most beautiful things to see is Ghana Jollof. No, not Nigeria Jollof, Ghana Jollof. No, Nigeria Jollof is Jollof that has not been, is not ready. Ghana Jollof. And they will choose you to marry you. But you are in the church. Oh, Oh God, give me a husband. 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 Oh, look. You suck your husband from the church that day when you were sitting in your office and they were talking about pastors. They started with shepherd guy. Yeah, they started with pastor shepherd guy. Then it trapped you. Then you started to get involved. Then even my pastor, the other day he said that you, then the guy said, oh, even sometimes you don't even mention your pastor. But the fact that you are part of the conversation, the person begins to say, oh, you, even you cry, you say you go to church, you are one of those people. Yeah. Then the person never follows you. Then one day comes, you are looking for a husband. You have put on makeup, huh, like you are building a road. Yet, nothing. Nobody. Nobody. 
understand, understand. And finally, develop what God has provided for you. Develop what God, I say God doesn't give you the final thing. He gives you something. You now have to develop it. Develop what God has given to you. This is the final principle. I close on this. I close in five minutes. Develop what God has given to you. Develop it. You sit and develop it. Matthew chapter 25, reading from verse 14. The Bible says, The kingdom of God is as unto a man traveler who calleth unto himself his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent. And straight away took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with his master's talent and made besides them five more talents. Likewise, he who had received two talents, two more, gained two more talents. But he that had received one talent went and digged the earth and hid his master's talent. After a long while, the Lord of these servants cometh and reconnect with them. Then he that had received five came and said, Master, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have re- gained besides thee five more. The master said, well done, good and, self, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with little. Thou shalt be made ruler over many things. Enter ye into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received two also can say, Master, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two more. The same, well done, good and Then he that had received one came and said, Master, I knew that thou art a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown, gathering where thou hast not struck. And I was afraid, and I went, and I hid your talent. Now have that which is thine. And the master said, thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I am a hard man, I reap where I have not sown, I gather where I have not struck. Thou oughtest to have put my money to the exchanges, that at my return, I will receive it with usury or interest. Then he looked at it and said, Take therefore the talent from him and give to he that had ten. That he that had shall have more. He that had not, even that which he had, shall be taken from him. Then he said, Cast ye therefore this unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Bible says a certain man was going somewhere and he gave his servants. Talents. He gave everybody something. What he was expecting was for them to develop it. Use it and develop. So the guy who got five, he used this. He, developed, he had ten more, five more. Suddenly he had ten. The person who had two, used his, develop it, got two more. Now the person who had one, said, oh, I won't use it for anything. Oh, I won't use it. He didn't, many of us, God has given us something little. But from that something little will come your something great. From that your little thing will come your something great. Use it. Develop it. Develop it. You get it. You have a talent. You can sing. Develop it. I said develop it. We are building a choir. Join the choir. Be there faithfully. That is what will make you great. Bible says a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before kings. Bringeth him before. It brings him before great men or kings. Your gift brings you. Develop it. Yeah. I have a gift of talking. You are laughing. No, I mean 
Not that I talk a lot. I just know how to talk. No, you can call me at any time. If I really want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Talking, you, you'll be tired of talking. You'll be surprised I have all these things to say. At the same time, without any notice. One of the questions my wife always asks me that, how come that you know the answer before I ask you the question? Yeah. I mean, you are talking to me. You are in the middle of what you are saying. Then I give you my answer. Then I go on. Say, so, oh, at least wait for me to... It won't change what my answer. My answer is still the same. And by the time you finish, you will see that that's the answer that you were looking for. It's a gift. I have developed it. That's why today I'm the one preaching to you. I remember when I was small, I'll just be walking and I'll be talking. <laughs> I'll just be talking. So one day, my mother called me at dawn. Now, where I come from, if you are called for a meeting at dawn, it means the case is very serious. Called me at dawn. I said, look, my son. See? <laughs> you just be there. You are talking. I said, what are you I'm not talking to you. Now, that talking you have been talking, it's not, it's not a good thing. Because, I mean, if you are in the house and there's somebody, he's just talking. <laughs> he's not talking with anybody. I mean, it's a pambana. <laughs> if he has a parent, you'll be concerned. I mean, one of my sons, he's always talking. <laughs> when you tell him, keep quiet, stop talking, then he starts singing. <laughs> he'll start singing what he's saying. Because <laughs> you didn't say stop singing. He said, stop talking. So he has stopped talking, but now what he wants to say is a song. <laughs> or he starts to whistle. I'll be there. I'll say, look, it's only security men who whistle all around. So don't, don't be whistling in this house. <laughs> so that was my situation. But today, from that same talking, I've married a wife. From that same talking, I've had children. From that same talking, I send my children to school and I pay school fees just from talking. It's my gift. It has, I'm talking, you are listening, but when I finish, I'll be paid for what I've said today. Yeah, when I close, I'll be paid for the things I've, what I've said today. You listen free, you will pay. I have developed it. Hallelujah. You to develop your gift. Yeah, develop what you have. Develop what you have. Maybe what God has given you is beauty. Develop it. What can I do? Am I going to be more a prostitute? Or I'm going to move in the town? Men are going to be picked. No, there are so many things you can do. There are so many jobs. If you are not beautiful, they won't give it to you. There are some banks, if you are not beautiful, they won't, they, won't, they won't employ you. You are going to be standing, meeting people. Hey. I mean, you look like somebody who has been killed in, a, in an action movie. No. You have to look nice. My little sister is an air hostess for Qatar, Qatar Airways. Very beautiful. One of the most beautiful girls you can meet. Yeah. 
They won't give you that job. No, 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 no. Yeah. Develop it. I mean, and beauty is not enough. You are very beautiful. Learn how to even talk. I said, learn how to talk. I mean, when you appear with all your beauty, you can't say anything. You are just there. You are just there like a dead goat. You can't say anything. The beauty will open the door for you, but when the door is open, you have to be... I mean, you even learn how to speak English. No, don't be hurt that I'm racist. Pastor, how about Zulu? You speak Zulu at home. You speak Zulu when you are with your friends at school. Or even when you are asleep, you dream in Zulu. Isn't it enough? Your dreams are in Zulu. Isn't it enough? something that goes beyond our borders, something that is international. Even if for no reason, your exams are in English. So learn how to speak English. So every day, makeup. I'm looking very nice. I'm as nice as, as, as like they said, jollof rice. Uh, simple English, you can't speak. Or like somebody said, simple English, you can't speak. <laughs> learn to spoke English. Learn to spoke English. You are adding value to the beauty. Yeah, us, we can't travel with you. I mean, we can't travel with you when we travel with you sitting on the aeroplane. You'll sit on, on an aeroplane very soon. Yeah, when they come in, I say, please, can, can, can we give you some tea or coffee, please? Eh? Uban? Please? Tea or coffee, please? Roy Boss or five roses or Lipton? Um, give me four of the five roses. Four of them. Just four. I don't like all the five. Only four. Folks, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Next week we continue. Next week we continue. My time is just up. The word there more. My time is just up. develop it, develop it. God has given you an opportunity to go to school. Develop it. Do well with it. Stop joking around and fooling around in school. You are using all the school to just be on the Wi-Fi, updating your status. Every three minutes, you update on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, then you, you are just, since they brought filters, filters has really helped a lot of people. Because before, we didn't used to have your pictures. But now that they brought filters to even things up. Look, nev- don't choose a girl from social media pictures. You have to see face to face. Because the world has changed. It's not the way it used to be before. Then they put filters all around. You see her face like a baby's face. The day you see her. Did you hear the story of a guy who got married? And was suing the wife after the wedding night for deception, fraud. Because the pictures he saw and the makeup, everything. The girl was like 22 years old, 24. But when she washed the makeup off her face, hey, Alagbadaina. <laughs> Develop yourself develop what God has given to you. See what God has given to you 
and develop it. The next week we'll look further into it. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself and say, Lord, help me to believe that you are a provider. Open my eyes to see what you have provided. Teach me to understand your systems of provision and help me to develop what you have given to me. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord, help us as a church. Help us as a church to see what you have provided. Help us as a church, Lord, to use what you have provided, to know how you provide for us and help us to develop it. Let us not be like this servant who had only one talent and went to hide it and couldn't do anything with it. You called him unprofitable. Help us, Lord, to be profitable with what you have given us. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up here today. We want to have a life where we can say like David, you are our shepherd and we shall not want. Help us to identify what you have provided for us. Help us to know your ways of provision. To know what is seed and what is bread. Help us, Lord, to develop what you have given to us. In the name of Jesus. That our lives will be filled with abundance. And in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive abundance of supply from Almighty God. Receive God's divine provision in your life. Put your hands together for the Lord. From next week, I begin to share with you 20 ways that God provides for us. Yeah. 20 ways. It will help us to even identify what God has provided for us. Hallelujah. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I'm to die today, I'm not sure if I'll go to heaven. If you're here like this, you want to go to heaven when you die. Every eye closed, please. Everybody close your eyes. Every eye closed. Close your eyes, brother. Kaiser Chiefs. You're the one I'm talking to. Every eye closed. Please stop looking around. Close your eyes, Baba. Close your eyes. How do you say closer? Vala Meklo Yeah, Vala your Metlo. You are the one I'm talking to. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Eta. Close your eyes. I'm waiting for you. Lungani, help him to close. That baby doesn't know how to close his eyes. Close your eyes. Give people space to make this wonderful decision. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, you want me to pray with you. To go to heaven when you lift up your right hand with me. Lift up your right hand. Every eye is closed. So just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please help me to pray this prayer. Lift up your right hand. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. 
Lift your hand up with me. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Please be bold. Be bold. Lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Come to me, my brother. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. My sister at the back. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Please keep clapping for them. Keep clapping for them. Encourage them. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Don't be shy. There's nothing wrong with it at all. There's only right things about it. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Just come from I the back. Give you full control. Wherever you may lead. Wherever you may lead. I will follow. I have made a choice. To, to listen for your simple prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Pray it with me. It's your prayer. I'm just helping you. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for them. That's it. You die, you will go to heaven. That's it. It's as simple as that. All right? Wonderful. The brother over there and the sister over there, they have some. This is the sister who says she had cupcake for us. So maybe today is your lucky day. All right? They want to give you something quickly and then you will come back to your seat. All right? Is that fine with you? Is that fine with you, sir? Is that fine with you? It must be fine with you. Please, just go with them quickly, quickly, quickly. Two minutes and you'll come back. You'll be done now. Oh, clap for them, please. Encourage them. Wow. How many of you have been blessed by today's word? Wow. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.